Hi, we're Mel and Emily, licensed estheticians and co-founders of The Skin Distillery. Welcome to The Lounge, a show about two SD besties who will have a cocktail or two and converse about their journey in the treatment room. We're hoping our experiences can make you laugh, relate, or educate you on something you didn't know. Today's episode is, Are You Living Life to Your Fullest Without Regrets? Okay, so with every episode, we have a cocktail, a mocktail, or a coffee, and today we are going the mocktail route. So we are actually doing a mocktail um, Moscow Mule. Yum. And I love Moscow Mules. I think you do too, Mel, right? I mean, ginger, vodka, lime, hello. Yes. It's like everything good in one drink. Mm -hmm. Um, I love them. So what we have going on today is poppy. Yeah. So this is a probiotic ginger lime soda. Mm-hmm. We have featured poppy before and we really like it. So yes. it's good for your gut. Um, Way less sugar. Yeah. Um, it's 15 calories per can. Yeah. Which I don't know. I'm not a big calorie counter, but for people who do, that's good to know, I suppose. I mean, I mean, if you like kombucha or anything like that, like yeah. you're going to love poppy. Yes. Um, and so this is our ginger lime. We literally poured it over the rocks in um, a Moscow meal cup. Yeah, a little copper copper cup. It has lime has and fresh ginger. lime. And then I got the candied ginger um, mm-hmm. from Trader Joe's, which is a game changer for any Moscow meal, whether N.A. or actual real Moscow meal. Yep. So I don't I feel like putting it in the copper mug with the ice might make it feel it's chill. Maybe actually tastes like a true Moscow meal. Let's try it out. Here we go. Cheers. Okay. Okay. I would say it's very good. Honestly, it tastes like it's – I could use a little more ginger kick. Yep. But I will say it's actually – like if you were not drinking, like if you're like, I want a Moscow meal, but, you know, obviously I can't have one right now, this would be an amazing alternative. I think so too. I would also prefer more ginger. I'm a big ginger girl, so I think I – would like it but the lime's perfect yep i think what you also do is you could put some raw ginger in there if Mm. you wanted to Mm. then you'd probably get a little bit of that more spice yeah but like i mean here's the deal you guys a freaking real moscow meal actually has quite a bit of calories in it so if you were looking i feel like you could make this with a vodka and have way less calories yep and put some fresh ginger in there just to get a little more of that spice that zing um so okay i'm not mad about it no it's good though it's really good I would drink this frequently. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like just to cut down the calories for alcoholic beverage, I think just adding vodka to that, I'd be really yeah. into it. Especially in the summer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys, I'm just trying to give you NA options. <laughs> I am more of a, you know, the trend has been dry January. Um, damp was the word of the month last month. Damp. Was, yeah. Damp means you can like have a couple drinks here and there versus no drinks and then the, I just made a joke I said well, what's I said so like if you just want to skip both those can you do drenched <laughs> just get shit faced absorbed yeah okay um I did a damp January and that was nice and then I kind of fell off the way again because I was in Los Cabos mm-hmm. and let's just say I drank every day on by the pool well yeah it was great yeah <laughs> I don't know what my jam. I maybe had two drinks the whole day, but I don't really. Do, I didn't. I don't. You're do, you're not heavy a drinker. No. And honestly, like I've really don't drink that much anymore. Like for me, it's like not that big a deal. Like I, this week's a little an exception because I had Los Cabos last week, mm-hmm. my birthday this weekend. So we're obviously gonna go out for cocktails. Yeah, and a dinner. Nice. Where are you gonna go? 
Um, we're gonna go to Mancini's Char House in St. Paul. They got good vanilla cake. I okay. Well, I will be getting that because we are going with another couple. You know, Lindsay Ludd. Yes. So her and her husband are coming up, and we're doing. Um, her husband's actually like a really picky eater. So okay. like, there's a lot of other restaurants that I would love in the city. It's a little more like mm-hmm. but, aesthetic. Yeah, aesthetic. But no, the food is delicious. I mean, you the can't steak. go wrong with like steak, potato salad. Plus, they have live music and oh, like a cocktail lounge area. That is a blast. And so they play like 50s, 60s kind of. It feels like <sighs> Dean Martin vibes. Hello. So yeah, gonna... it's that old school like Rat Pack feel. Oh, 100%. I've only eaten their food at the state fair. Oh, the restaurant's amazing. Yeah. And like if you go to White Russian and sit in one of the circle booths with the live <sighs> band, it's a good time. I'm going to just show up. You can. <laughs> You're, if you showed up, I would. My day would be made. Please do. Perfect. Okay, you guys. Um. Okay, Emily knows I'm like really. I'm like sweating. Um. Yeah. Right now. Um. So today's episode is going to be a little more deep, less normal of our conversation. Um. It's going to have two parts to it. One of taking risks and being inspired. The other is uh, about extreme loss and how both of those experiences are part of my life story. Um, and without them, I don't know where I would be, but both of them really cemented a strong view in my life. And that is living life to the fullest. Um, I can tell I'm like already like, Ugh. Yeah. normally, like I said, we discuss mm-hmm. and we kind of converse a little bit more, but I had to write this one down just because I know it will probably get a little emotional for me and I didn't want to lose uh, the core message or my train of thought. So, um, this will be, it will be really good. I hope, um, I'm a very private person. I don't like to be vulnerable in front of people. Um, I don't like crying in front of people. And so I think I, I compartmentalize a lot of, uh, past trauma or things. And so today I'm going to be more vulnerable and share two big things in my life. One is more happy, like I said, and one is going to be a little more um, depressing, uh, <laughs> to say the least. And that's okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna just let Mel kind of take the floor. I'm going to we'll have a conversation at the end. Yes. Um, but I think for the sake of just how the rhythm of this podcast episode is going to go, I'm mm-hmm. just going to let Mel speak, and then we'll kind of just recap reflect and, and reflect at the end love because it. Mel's story. Love you, Emily. I love you too, and her story very much impacted my life. Like if none of this had happened, I wouldn't be where I am today either. I feel like I'm also going to be crying during this episode as well. Um, I'm going to try not to cry. (laughs) I'm already am crying. I already am, but um, okay. The first part's happy. So at least we'll start happy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So everyone has um, that someone in their life um, at one point or another, that's like their everything. Um, this could be your mom, this could be your husband, this could be your own child, sibling, friend, etc. Um, mine was my baby sister, Kelly. She was amazing. Um, I was extremely proud of her. I was inspired by her. I mothered her. I was her best friend. And lastly, like I was her big sister. Um, she was just one of those people who looked, um, was looked up by other people. I was a natural leader. Um, and just extremely motivated, always lived life and way wise beyond her years. So she was just like an exceptional person. She was friend people that were like 50 years old were like best friends with her. Like it was crazy how much she could inspire and motivate adults like three times her age. And so she just was a very special person. 
Um, in 2014, I was still in the corporate world and living in northern Minnesota for a job that had become completely unfulfilling. And at the same time, I was struggling to stay ahead of bills and debt. Uh, my sister Kelly reached out to me and asked me to go backpacking across northern Europe for two weeks um, with her that spring. So it had been like the spring of 2014. And then after our two weeks of backpacking, she was actually going to go meet her girlfriend who was studying abroad in London and then do like two weeks in Southern Europe backpacking. So like a whole month backpacking across Europe. And I remember that call and Kelly saying, we have to do this. And I was on my computer looking at my bank accounts and credit card debt thinking, I just can't financially do this. <laughs> and me telling her I'd think about it. But in my brain, I was saying, I can't afford this. Um, my gut was saying like, do it. But my brain was like, you can't do it. And um, being a realist, I knew my answer was going to be no with excuses like I can't afford this. I don't have enough vacation days, etc. Does that sound familiar to like everybody in yes. life, you know? <laughs> yes. Um, and so I literally 15 minutes later, my phone pings. I get a text from my sister and she says, you're going to Europe. I just bought your plane ticket. <laughs> so that was it. Like the next thing you know, we are planning this trip um, and I'm aboard a plane to Europe and one of the best adventures of my life. Uh, we drank a lot, we partied, and we have a lot of crazy stories um, traveling through Amsterdam, Germany, and Ireland. But the one I'm going to share with you is the one that changed my life. Um, we were in Brenham, Germany. We were at some bar, obviously, and I don't know how many beers we had had, but they were huge signs of beer, and I'm pretty sure I have a picture of me holding one, so if I do have it, I will make sure to give to Katie, our virtual assistant, and she can share on the story um, with this episode, but we were sitting there having um, probably our second son of beer, I'd hope, um, and my sister looked at me and she said, I can tell you're unhappy. And here I thought I was hiding this weight and my sister could read instantly that I seemed stressed and held back and just not my true self. And I started to break down and cry. And I said, I feel lost. I feel stuck. And I'm very unhappy with my job and where I live. And she looked at me and just said, if you could do anything, what would you do? And I paused and I kind of just like, you know, dumbfounded, just kind of sat there. And I literally just said, I think makeup. Like, you guys, I like barely could do my own makeup, but I would like sometimes help my friends um, or family, like I'd help them with their hair or makeup. And like, I liked that feeling of making someone feel like happy. And so I just said that statement and she replied back. I think this is like such a key part because I think a lot of times when people tell you a hope or a dream, um, they get backlashed with a lot of like, Ugh, like questions and she just replied back without any judgment or long-winded questions on like how am I going to do it or could I even make money doing it or like all these things that just like roadblock even a dream right instead she just smiled and she said you would be amazing at that and there it was that simple statement like it's someone who believed in me and there was no like how are you going to do it like you know, all these questions that just like outweigh like just one dream. And so um, there's another part of the story that I've actually, I don't, I don't know if I've ever really shared. Um, so in Brenham, Germany, 
This is a really small town. It's really old. It's really pretty. There's this statue called the Town Musicians of Brenham. It's a statue of a donkey with a dog on it, with a cat on it, with a rooster on top. And <laughs> it commemorates a popular fairy tale from the Brothers Grimm. Yeah. And according to the story, the donkey, the dog, the cat, and the rooster, they set on this journey to uh, Visor to find a better life in Brenham. And although the four animals never quite made it to Brenham, um, to pay, today people visit the statue and they place their hands on the donkey's little hooves and you make a wish. So ironically, the next day when we were wandering around the square, there was the statue. And we we had ran into this um, German guy from <laughs> um, Hamburg who was also there. And he kind of like tour guided us around because he could speak like four languages. That's so funny. There's no love story there. <laughs> He's just like a really nice guy. <clears throat> and he told us about the statue. And I remember going up to the statue and um, putting my hands on the hooves. And I wished to find happiness again. That's all I wished for. I didn't wish for anything else. And um, in that trip, I mean, it was such a huge pivotal moment in my life because it changed my perspective and it opened my eyes to be two more possibilities. It also released that fear that was holding me back. And um, if you've listened to other episodes of ours or if you know me personally, after that trip, I came back. I quit my job four months later. I literally moved down to Minneapolis, Minnesota. I lived on a friend's apartment on a blow-up mattress on her living room floor while I went to makeup artistry school to become a makeup artist, which now has transcended me into being an esthetician. So um, just want to make sure everything's still running out of recording because <laughs> I'm like, oh, I can't repeat this. Um, so... Again, this is like a huge part of my life. It's why I do what I do now. Um, I don't know where I'd be without that trip, but everything changed for me after that trip. So I'm just going to take a little drink of this NA drink, which I wish was an alcoholic drink now. Just like go behind my bar and pour vodka in it. Yep. I mean, you could. Okay. I'm just going to take a little drink. Okay, so part two to the story. Um, I don't share with a lot of people because, I, again, I, I don't like to cry. Mm-hmm. I also just get really uncomfortable sharing loss because I feel like a lot of people don't know how to respond to it and I don't want to make them uncomfortable. But um, I'm going to make myself vulnerable today because I feel like, I, again, like I said, I compartmentalize a lot of things. And so I think sharing this will hopefully – either someone else who's gone through loss can relate to it um so yeah so fast forward to literally one year later um like 11 months later after that trip I had finished makeup school I'm like doing makeup now I'm living the dream broke as fuck but I am happy um so um April 5th 2015 which was Easter uh, I was home in Wisconsin with my family the day I remember was like actually really warm outside. It was really sunny out. I remember being outside a lot that day. Um, and after Easter, I had left and I was driving back to Minnesota from Wisconsin and 20 minutes into my drive. So I hadn't gone that far. My mom called and she sounded really distressed and said that something had happened to Kelly, but she didn't know what. And I was to turn around and come to my aunt's home, which was like kind of in between everything. Um 
I probably should preface that at the time, my sister, she wasn't in Wisconsin. She was actually um, abroad. So she was in the Air Force Reserves. And at this time, she was stationed in Japan. So she was all way across the world. We joked like a day ahead of us, basically. Like, we're like, you're in the future. <laughs> and um, I was driving to my aunt's house, assuming, honestly, like you guys, like just assuming that okay, like maybe she broke a limb or maybe worst scenario, she lost a limb. Like, I I mean, I, those were the thoughts going through my head as I'm driving. Like, I'm anxious, but I'm like, that's what I'm thinking. Um, when I arrived to my aunt's house, my mom was already there. Um, and we were, I was standing outside with my aunt and my mom and my cousin. And um, I, I think we were standing outside just because it was like not cold out, but they said that they were sending... Uh, air first personnel to my aunt's house to let us know what was like going on. And so when the two air force officers arrived, um, they parked and they got out of their vehicle. They informed us that there had been an accident on base and that my sister was uh, no longer with us. And (laughs) sorry, didn't want to cry. Do I would. (laughs) It's okay going to take a little break. Um, Probably one of my worst memories um, to this day. And just like that, my whole world went dark. Um, Losing someone that you loved so much. I'm just going to take a break so I can like get my words out clear, but um, grief is a roller coaster of emotions, and I could go into all the nitty gritty of those feelings, and I probably will say that for another episode. But I will definitely say that, um, for sure, two months after her passing, like I honestly blocked out those months or blacked out those months. I really don't know what I did or didn't do during those months, other than function on autopilot. And I was in complete depression, which I am never dealt with depression. I'm not a depressed person. Like I was in a deep hole and I definitely abused um, alcohol and drugs to numb the pain during those two months. And um, it was a really, really hard time. And um, finally, just like one day I just said, Kelly would be so disappointed in you not living your life. And kind of in that moment, I chose to live life again. Um, the point of these stories are, as I'm like wiping <laughs> boogers on my sweater, um, the point of me sharing um, these really hard stories are that I don't want you to live your life in regret. I didn't know my sister was going to pass away a year after our Europe trip. Like, how would I know that? If, if like, can you imagine the regret I would have felt had I not gone on that trip with her? It probably would have sank me deeper into despair. That trip changed my life, but it was one of the last strong memories I have with my sister. So there's like two folds there. Um, and that trip uh, pushed me into the right direction of my purpose for life. Um, I think a lot of ways what happens is somebody gets sick and then they say, let's do this trip together. 
And obviously if Kelly would have said like, let's go to Europe because I have cancer and I'm going to die. I'd been like, yeah, let's go. I wouldn't have thought about finances. I wouldn't have thought about vacation days. I wouldn't have thought about my job. Um, thankfully she's was such a <laughs> live life person that she forced kind of the trip on me by like purchasing my ticket and just making me go. Um, because I would have had so much regret and I don't know if I would have changed what I ha- did in my life with work. Um, the second part that is key to the story is, uh, if Kelly had passed away when I was still at that job that I felt unhappy with, what then? Like, what then? Like, I think if I had Kelly's voice in my head saying to me over and over again, you would be amazing at it. Like, I, I literally hear that voice whenever I'm having like a hard day. And that's really what propelled me to get back up, live life, do something that brings me joy. So... This is your reminder that you need to live life to the fullest because even if you fail at something, at least you know that you tried and you won't have regrets of the unknown. And I honestly hope that you don't need to lose someone so close to really push these mantras, but maybe hearing my story can propel you out of the fear or excuses that are holding you back because honestly, like, what's the point of living if you're not going to live? So that's my story. It's, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I've definitely summed it up because I didn't want, again, the core message to get taken away. But um, And something else that a lot of people don't know is um, I met Emily end of November. I had only known her for four months, basically, Yeah. Um, when my sister had passed away. And we weren't, like, super close, but we were definitely, like, work acquaintances mm-hmm. at this time. Yeah. And um, Emily actually had drove uh, three hours to Wisconsin and had attended my sister's funeral. And I just like knew at the, like her and I would walk the mall and talk about our dreams (laughs) on our lunch coffee breaks or whatever, um, freelancing for Sephora. And um, I don't know, something about that, her showing up to that really struck me as like wow Emily is just a very loyal like caring person and like even though Emily Emily and I don't agree on everything Mm -hmm. and we're very different people Mm -hmm. it was just like I just knew that we there was a bond there yeah so a lot of people don't know that and that's kind of also like I think what secured Emily in my life as well yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah I mean I remember getting the text um that she had passed and I almost passed out <laughs> because I was just like, that was so shocking. Like, yeah, because she was, um, my sister was only 22 years old. She was, yes, so young, the whole world ahead of her. Like, I was like, how is Mel going to move forward? Like, how is this going to affect her life? Like, this is mm-hmm. a real, this is insane. Yeah. Um, And the thought of not going to the funeral wasn't even an option for me. <laughs> it was like, yeah, this mm-hmm. is this is what you do for people. You show up. Yep. And um, it was a very, very sad and unfortunate way for us to bond. But it is something that has affected my life forever. Mm-hmm. And I would not be here. We would not be here. No, we wouldn't. Like, we wouldn't. I wouldn't have went, like, again, life like I hate the saying like everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. I really do, guys. Yeah. I, I hate that saying. I honestly need to come up with a new saying. But 
I do. It's the whole world hit. does. I mean that, but it, that, it's but true. It, it's true. Um, I mm-hmm. feel like a lot of my life has, when I'm mad about certain things, I try to take the positive away from them. So mm-hmm. if you know me, um, I really am not scared of taking risks. I really am not. Nope. <laughs> failure is not an option. Like, I mean, I could fail at something, but that never even crosses my mind when I decided to invest in something or bring to studio or change careers. Um, if I have my mind set to something, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. But this is also why, like, I try to force, uh, take off time to go on trips with my husband to go see my family. Because again, right now I'm healthy. Right now I'm alive. But that that could be taken away in a second. In a second. And so a lot of people, I just don't feel like understand how fragile life is really like life really is. And mm-hmm. I have, I don't, a lot of clients that say to me that they're really unhappy with where they're at right now. They're really stuck and I can relate to that. And I think the only thing that's really holding them back is fear or excuses. Yep. And it's all kind of a lie. Fear mm-hmm. is a lie. Yeah. It's a lie that we partner with. It's a lie that keeps us stuck. Mm-hmm. And there's really nothing to lose. Yeah. And if you and if things are lost, they probably never were meant for you anyway. Exactly. And I think, unfortunately, sometimes it does take loss in order for us to understand the importance of just living. <laughs> it does. So that's why I'm like, um, I feel like a lot of people I know that are successful entrepreneurs, um, they've lost somebody in their life unexpectedly, yeah. um, usually sooner than like when they're younger and it seems to affect them. Yeah. Like it just kind of reminds you like how like short life is. Yeah. Well, it is. It's fleeting. Life is very fleeting. And why allow fear to keep you from your purpose? How stupid. Why right? Why allow death to make you finally make a decision? Like, I feel like a lot of people made decisions finally because of COVID. And it's like, wow, it shouldn't take that because, I mean, the only thing holding you back is yourself. Mm-hmm. And I just, there's so much to see and live and experience in life. And once you start doing more experiences, you get more open-minded about possibilities. So yeah. yeah, yeah, I feel good for sharing. I'm um, so proud of you. I know definitely. that was cute. Like you guys, this was a very big deal. <laughs> we talked about doing this uh, last year and I just mentally couldn't mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll probably go m- more into stuff like this um, just because I think, you know, obviously it's mental health, emotions. Like I definitely went through a rough patch mm-hmm. um, and it took me quite a while to really, I think, become myself again. And I'm still, there's still a bubble of joy that seems to be somewhat lost that I used to have. And I don't know if it's age or losing my sister, but <laughs> one of the two, <laughs> one of the two, but um, yeah, that's all yeah. I have. Um. If we were in Wisconsin, we would definitely be having a spotted cow yep. from New Glarus Brewery in honor of my sister because okay, so it's her favorite. Another thing that connects us is actually my my family is Swiss. New Glarus is actually a city in Switzerland. Hey, girl, hi. And so we, yeah, New Glarus for sure, spotted cow. It's It was my sister's favorite drink. Um, which I just love. It makes me so happy. And we would have it here, <laughs> but you can't, you can only buy it in Wisconsin. And uh-huh. I didn't feel like driving That's across okay. the border. So instead we're doing a Moscow meal, which yeah. I think she would approve of. So All cheers. Right. Here's to Kelly. Here's to Kelly.
Hey, it's Mel here. Did you like today's episode? I hope you did. And if you did, if you could take the time to leave us a review via our podcast, that would be amazing. There is a section below um, after you've listened to the show that you can rank our show and you can also write us a message of what you thought of the show. That would be great because the more reviews we get, it allows other people to find us more easily on this platform. And we want to keep creating content for you. And in order to do so, we need the love and support. So if you can take the time today to leave us a review, we would appreciate it. And we hope to hear from you.